0: Welcome to the Intentional Man Podcast, a podcast that inspires and equips men to lead lives of intentionality and grow to their full potential. I'm your host, Jonathan McGinley, men's life coach and health coach. Today we have our guest, Brandon Ribble. And we're going to be taking a deep dive into what it looks like to live a life of intentionality as a man. Brandon, thanks for being a part of the show.
1: Mm, Brother, thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Super excited to have you. So Brandon has worked in uh, real estate for 10 years. He's also a business coach and he's a wedding and event coordinator. Um, He's grown his real estate team to be the top 1% in the nation. He's coached clients to grow their business. And uh, his wedding venue recently won best of wedding venues according to the Knot. So, uh, as I was thinking through this first episode and wanting to uh, get somebody who I really admire as somebody who lives an intentional lifestyle, you were one of the obvious choices right away. And um, I'm super grateful that you take the time to be on the show today. And um, I, th- I thought of you because of obviously your your business success, um, running multiple businesses, juggling things growing things um, in such an amazing way. But also, I just really admire your intentionality just as a man, and um, especially with your kids. He's a father of three. And uh, let me tell you, Brandon uh, loves his kids, puts them first, uh, makes them one of his highest priorities, and intentionally gives them the time, love, and attention that they deserve, um, even while he's juggling all these businesses. So man, I couldn't be more excited to have you on the show. And uh, just thanks for being such a good friend and a part of my life and inspiring me to live a life of intentionality.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And you're too kind. And uh, the feeling is mutual, man. Can't wait to dive into this and talk to you more about it and
0: see what we can uncover. Yeah, very excited. Very excited. So yeah, the intentional man podcast, we just want to dive in a You know, what does that look like as a man this day and age to live a life in intentionality? um, And that applies to all areas of life. And so, Brandon, you know, just kind of off the bat, when you think of the word intentionality, what's what are some of the first things that come to mind for you?
1: Uh, I think of a lot of things, man. Um, I think I I think of a lot of people, you know, Um, first of all, I think of. Uh, Kobe Bryant is like the first guy that I think of. Um, and, and when I think of intentionality, I think of just like the recipe for success and winning Yeah, essentially, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at, you look at successful people and I wouldn't say that there are very many who are not very intentional with their activities and their time and, um, their resources. Uh, so I definitely think, I think of recipe for success And recipe for winning absolutely and all the things that you want to
0: yeah absolutely and i i like to say that intentionality is the secret sauce um in order to be successful you know if you if you're going into a workout and you just go do it without any kind of plan it's you know it's going to be a pretty average workout but if you go into it with intentionality of hey this is exactly what i'm doing it doing and this is the intensity that i'm bringing it changes things and that's the same with every area of life and i i think you hit it right on the head there of the most successful people are very intentional in the way that they live.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. You talked about it with the workout, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> you can have a plan or you cannot. And if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail or you're planning to be
0: average. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. If you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, good. So if for you, like, why is living a life of intentionality so important? Um, <clears throat> You know,
1: so like, so like I think everybody would agree that life is hard. You know, and I think that the reason why life is hard is because it doesn't stop. Um, you know, like it's always going, things are always happening, there is always distractions, there is always um, different things being thrown at you, um, and so you know, it's, it's not it's not a treadmill treadmill that you can just get off of. Like, it's a treadmill that is never ending, it's never stopping, and if you are not intentional in the different aspects of your life that you intend on being successful at, um, you know, that never ending treadmill or those never ending distractions or challenges or obstacles are absolutely going to knock you off. And, and, and you're destined to fail. You know, we've both experienced that. We've both experienced failures before. And, um, being intentional is like a protector of that, right?
0: It's like your number one defense. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. I mean, intentionality to every single aspect of life, because I think it is so easy, right, to be so reactive in life where it's just you can wake up and you go through life and you just kind of let it happen to you. But if that happens, like you said, it's a treadmill that's never ending. And sooner or later, that treadmill is going to speed up and you're going to find yourself fumbling. But intentionality kind of like oh. keeps you moving at the pace of the treadmill. Is that, is that what you found in your life?
1: Yeah, dude. And you nailed it on the head with the word reactive, you know, like you can be reactive in life or you can be proactive. And, uh, you know, like when you're reactive, you're never doing anything well. Right. Right? (laughs) Like, like think about your own life. Like, you know, like whenever, whenever you're having to shuffle or, or adapt to something, um, it's never your best. And if you're not intentional, you're always shuffling and adapting and, it's a recipe for reactive
0: disaster. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. And I hate that. Like, don't you like, don't you hate? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Well, and and I think, you know, I used to live my life that way a lot of being very kind of just reactive of, Hey, I got this job and I just have to go to it and then I'll come home and, you know, deal with whatever's there. And it was just a very reactive thing. But I think once you taste a life of intentionality where you're like, I have a plan for work. I have a plan for my workout. I have a plan for this. Like, I think once you get a taste of that, you really find, oh, wow, like this feels so much better. Because you feel like you're actually in control of your life instead of life just happening to you.
1: Yeah, you get off that roller coaster. For sure. Right? Like, and 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 now you get to kind of steer, steer where things absolutely,
0: are going. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, like, at what point in your life do you feel like you kind of learned this, this power of intentionality.
1: Man, I was really, I was really, really fortunate, uh, to learn this pretty early on. Uh, I jumped into real estate the day after I graduated college and, um, and like literally found myself in these conferences, um, with these, with these incredibly successful people on stage and, You know, as this young guy who knows he doesn't know anything, Um, I was just absorbing, you know, all these successful people. Like, I realized if they're on stage, they've earned the right to be there. So they probably have something worth saying. And I found a common core between all of them. And, you know, I think think we get into, like, a, a space, especially when people are speaking on stage or speaking on camera, where... They make it out to be more than it is, which I think is really dangerous. I think that, I think that, you know, especially with this conversation, authenticity really matters. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, regardless if they were, if they were like puffing a little bit, like up the story or exaggerating, perhaps there was still truth to what they were saying. And what I found from everybody was that they were like, they had a plan and like they stuck to that plan with like, relentless effort. Mm. Um, and, and so like I started listening to those guys and, you know, and, and really paid attention and saw that these guys do the same thing. One of my mentors actually, one of my mentors said success is boring Mm. because it's like doing, it's like doing the same thing over and over again, like with that consistency and intentionality. Um, And he said, he said, that's why people fall off the train so much is because, you know, it gets boring. Like you, you are consistently and intentionally doing the same thing. Um, so I learned, I I probably grasped this concept when I was like 23, 24. So I'd say like nine Mm -hmm. years ago,
0: eight years ago. Yeah, that's really good. And and this is something that we've talked about before of just that consistently intentional. And I love that you hit on that because, Mm -hmm. um, like you said, that was the key. And I think, you know, so many, so many times for me, especially I'm looking for that big moment, that big moment of motivation, inspiration, the big hitting event that changes things. Right. <laughs> like, cause, cause mm-hmm. that sounds yeah. easier. That sounds more fun of like, Oh, I had this moment and now like I'm really motivated and now I can do this, but the consistency of being intentional on a day-to-day basis. And you also mentioned that these guys had a plan, And they stuck to it with ruthless pursuit. I think that's so, so good of like, you have to have a game plan and then stick to it. Um, I heard I was uh, watching a video on Kobe Bryant. It's funny that you mentioned him because, and he said that he would make a contract with himself every summer with Mm -hmm. his exact workout plan. And he would write it down. This is exactly what I'm going to do. This is when I'm getting up. This is when I'm going. And then he would sign it. And, When he didn't feel like doing it, he said, nope, already made the contract, signed it, done. When he wanted to change it because it was maybe too hard, nope, already signed it. (laughs) Uh,
1: Dude, and that talks a lot about his character too. You know, like he put his name on it and he's like, I've already like, it's signed, sealed and delivered. Like there's no going back. Dude, Kobe Bryant, you know, like talking about being intentional, like that dude was ruthlessly intentional with so many things. I heard a story um, about the Olympics, mm-hmm. about the Olympic team, not the dream team. Well, not the dream team, but Kobe's dream the
0: redeem team,
1: team. and uh, the redeem team. Yes. And I forgot who it was, but they it was a guy. It was a guy on the United States team. He was like, I'm going to be the first one in the gym. You know, I'm going to I'm going to like show the team that I deserve to be here and he's like, he's like, I made a commitment to have breakfast at five in the morning, I was gonna be in the gym by 5.15. And I went to breakfast and Kobe was there already. And I was like, oh man, like he beat me to breakfast. Like I need to eat fast and get to the court. And then he's like, I noticed that he had ice on his knees and he was drenched in sweat. <laughs> and Kobe just looked at him and was like, I already spent two hours on the court, good morning. You know, like he was so intentional about being the best they like, you know, he was the first one up and, and already putting in the work before everybody even thought about hitting their alarm. Right. Clock.
0: Right. Yeah. I, you just hear these so, stories of Kobe and you're like, yeah, he was a guy who was intentional with the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. And because he said that, like, if I get up and I work out, you know, at 3 a.m. before anybody's up, I already get that workout in. That's one more workout than everybody else is doing. And if I consistently do Mm -hmm. one more workout a day than everyone, he said, no one's ever going to catch me. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's so true. It's if you do the one workout one time might make a little difference, but one workout more than everyone on a daily basis, the compounding effect is is insane. So I love that you mentioned being consistently intentional because that is so huge. Yeah. Well,
1: you talked about like that, waiting for that big moment, you know, and like that big moment happens when you add all of the tiny little daily, seemingly insignificant moments together. And it's like, that's, that's when it all adds up. I've seen that Mm -hmm. true in my life. That's so
0: good. So good. So tell me, you know, going back to that story. So about 23, 24 you're seeing these guys and Mm -hmm. you're, you're learning that, Hey, to be successful in this. And for you at the time, it was real estate. I have to be very intentional. Mm So kind of after that time until now, tell me how it changed from being living a life that was more maybe reactive before that to then seeing them. And then from now or from then until now, how has that played out in your life? That's, that's a good question, man. Um, I would say when I was reacting and, and like,
1: okay, so I learned, I learned about being consistently intentional at 23, mm-hmm. 24. There's a difference between learning and applying, right? So it it took me a few years, For you sure. know, to to put it all together. And so so my real estate career like took off and I was just, I was just I was busy, man. I was selling a lot of houses and and having a lot of success. And I was still very reactive. And in that time, My quality of life was so poor because like, you know, like when when you, when you don't feel in control of your life and you just wake up every day and you like strap in for the roller coaster, like it's tough. And so like before learning to be consistent, before applying to be consistently intentional, I was stressed. Like every day was tough. Um, Like I, like I, I, like I dealt, I dealt with like stress a lot to the point where I would like throw up. Mm. You know, like just being so stressed and overwhelmed and constantly being in a state of survival, mm. almost like just swimming every day just to stay afloat. Um, you know, and then like I, I, I make the metaphor of like, you know, when you're reactive, you're just like swimming every day to stay afloat. <clears throat> when you're proactive, you're building a raft. Mm, that's you know, good. like you're, you're building that security. And so after, after enough struggling, um, I applied what I learned. And I basically just took back control of my life, um, and you know, every day when you wake up and you know what it's going to look like, you can prepare yourself mentally. You know, um, every every moment with all of the things that matter, all of a sudden you have the energy and the capacity and the and the brain space to do it. Um, my my quality of life skyrocketed, and like joy, happiness, the success that I felt in each different aspect of my life, all, all went up with it. Um, and I'm never going back. I can tell you that because it sucks being reactive. It's not fun. You know, like it's not fun. Um, being in control and having a plan and like seeing those, those strides that you make,
0: it's money. It feels Mm -hmm. good every day. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it, yeah. And I've experienced some similar things to that as well. Um, I love though, what you said, cause it sounded like you, you were growing your business. So real estate is booming. Mm-hmm. So in some ways you were being intentional there, but then you also realized, Hey, the rest of my life is kind of falling behind and I got to bring some intentionality there. Um, and so how did you kind of make that jump of saying, Hey, I'm so focused on business, I'm growing, I'm successful, but how did you also give time and energy and attention to these other areas of life? And did you find that those were more important ultimately to your business success? So, um,
1: I, yeah. So I would actually say like, I've always been mindful of the other of the other aspects of my life outside of mm-hmm. business. Um, I was, even though like I was really successful in the real estate that's where I was struggling to survive because you know, you have, you've got 50 different people calling you a day and, and wanting something from you. And I didn't have a schedule. And so I'm just like picking up the phone, picking up the phone. Um, this is amazing. I actually, this was probably like cocky or, you know, something, but my, I once I, once I worked towards taking back my life, um, I did a couple of things. I told people I set a schedule for when I would respond to phone calls. I said, and I, and I made it three times a day. I said, I, you know, sorry to have missed your call, but I'll be responding to phone calls this time of day. Um, and I said, if this is an emergency, please hang up and dial my remote. Um Because everybody thinks everything is an emergency in life, right? Like everything is so reactive. And I was starting to train people like, you're all right. It's not an emergency. Like we're going to be okay. They're, like unless your hand has fallen off, we're going to get through this and we're going to mm. be okay. Um, so, so that's when I, that's actually the biggest thing is I took back my, my professional. Mm, wow. Um, and I, I, I told people, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be answering the phone past six o'clock. I'm going to be with my family. Uh, you know, and, and, and all that really helped. I know that didn't really answer your question. No, that's great. Um, but like, where I was struggling to survive was in business. Even though the money was coming in and the you know and and everything was growing, I was a
0: wreck. Yeah. I was I was
1: struggling. Yeah, that I couldn't I couldn't
0: maintain it. And that's and that's a very interesting point, is because you can achieve some level of success without you know without being so dialed in on all those um, things you just mentioned, but you. But you also said, hey, you know, I was stressed out. There were nights where I was throwing up, you know, so it's like, at what cost? But then yeah. you also, did you experience any kind of dip in your business production and your sales as a realtor when you moved to that, you know, saying, hey, I'm only going to answer calls at three three times a day?
1: No, it, it improved. It improved. It improved. Because, because, you know, like like life and like relationships all across the board, whether it's romantic, family, work, friendship, everything relies on expectations. And so I think I, it's just reframing people's thoughts on, on expectations. It's retraining people and reprogramming their thought process. And so when I just said, I'm not answering phone calls past six o'clock, they're like, oh, okay. And then they'd call past six o'clock and I wouldn't answer. And, you know, it takes one time for that to happen. And they're like, oh, like he really doesn't answer his phone calls past six o'clock. So all it was was retraining people and like understanding like, hey, if you have a question, we're going to get it done before six. And my business, my business increased because mm-hmm. of it.
0: That's so good. and And I love that you, you stuck to it. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you could have easily said, you know, this is one important call. Oh, this could be a million dollar sale. You know, I got to take this, you know, say sorry to your kids. <laughs> but you were like, no. I'm sticking to this. And people ended up respecting you for that. And that shows that you were able to actually take full control of your schedule instead of just having the intentions that you're going to take control of your schedule. You actually stuck to it.
1: Yeah. I will also say this, like, it's kind of like a side piece and it's kind of funny, but, you know, if you're the person who setting the expectations and the boundaries, like saying that I'm not going to answer my phone past six. It was almost like people experienced a new level of respect and um, understanding of my success because they're like, oh, this dude's not just going to like, you know, do anything and everything that I ask. Like he's, he's, he's already reached a certain level that he's not going to do, you know, gravel for, for business and everything. So it's almost like people are like, oh, like this dude actually knows yeah. what he's doing. Wow. That <laughs> which sounds arrogant, right? like it does sound arrogant, but the reality is like if you set boundaries and your expectations and, and you can and, and afford yourself that intentionality, people respect that, and they see the difference
0: absolutely, absolutely, and I think that can be hard to make that shift at first, but I mean when you think about it, if you're hiring, hiring a, a realtor, do you want a guy who's all over the place with like no plan. And is just taking you know, every phone call and this and this and this, and he has no life. Or do you like, when you say that, I'm like, that brings my level of respect up for you because you have a plan for your life. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to trust somebody for the sale of my house or to go buy a home from somebody who, who knows what he's doing, who has strict, you know, kind of policies and procedures that have led to your success, that shows me honestly, That you're the guy for the job more than someone who's going to answer my call at ten o'clock because he's just you know reacting to everything that's coming in because he's available.
1: You know, oh, you're that you're that free and available. Hmm. You must not sell any houses,
0: (laughs) right? 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 Yeah. So no, that's really good. I'd love to kind of circle back to this, um, the idea of being consistently intentional. Uh, I think that was really powerful earlier. So I would love to know, you know, for you on kind of a daily basis, you talked about, hey, these are the small wins that compound over time. So for you, as you've built Mm -hmm. these businesses, as you built your real estate team to become top 1% in the nation, as now you've grown a wedding venue to be very successful, what are some of your day-to-day small things that have compounded into big wins?
1: Mm, That's a good question. Um, I have to say that everything starts with Sunday nights. Sunday nights, um, and I took this, this isn't me, you know, I took this straight out of um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People written by Dr. Stephen Covey. Uh, he, talked about, he talked about game planning, and that's where you, know, you, you, you plan to succeed, or if you fail to plan, you plan to mm-hmm. fail. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so on Sunday nights is when I set my week and I set my schedule. Um, and and what that does is it allows me to be intentional in the different things of my life that I care about. And I don't care about a whole lot of things. I care about a select number of things. Um, and so life is never going to be perfectly in balance. It's about counterbalances and everything. Um, and so I set my schedule on Sundays to make sure that each one of the balls in my life that I'm juggling, I can, I can put time towards. So, um, you know, the things that are important on a daily basis for me is first and foremost, like I spend time getting grounded in the word of God, um, and spending time, you know, with Jesus. And and that helps me set my, my tone for the rest of the day. If I don't do that, you will notice a different person, mm-hmm. you know, sitting before mm-hmm. you. Um, so that's first and foremost, um, is, is getting, getting rooted and grounded in, in that. Um, the second thing that's really important, too, is every single day you have to do activities that that bring money in. So that's usually some sort of lead generation thing. So we're talking about um, how are we acquiring more clients? What are we doing to get more people through the door? That kind of thing. So every single day you have to do money generating activities um, every single work day, I'll say. Um, and then I also keep my my health and fitness. So every day I eat right. Uh, right. <clears throat> Most days I eat right. Uh, we've all been <laughs> um, there. <laughs> most days I eat right. That's the stage, right? When you say every single day, I've never had a cheat meal. Um, most, day, most days I eat right. I get my workout in. Or if I'm not working out, I get my stretches in. Um, so that's kind of my fitness portion of things. Um, and then every single day, I'm doing something to pour into my children. So um, it's it's. It's it's doing it's pouring into something every single day with the different balls of life that I juggle that are important to me.
0: That's so good. That's so good. And I love how you you know you prioritize your faith first because that's very important. You prioritize your family, mm-hmm. and then you're prioritizing yeah. finances and, and your business after those. You know, and I've I've seen that in yeah. your life of, you know these these are the two pillars: your faith and your family. And so, yeah, you know a lot of times it can be easy for those to be on the back burner of, Hey, I'm going to get these things done at work and then whatever's left over, I'm going to give to my kids. You know, tell me your kind of your mindset there of how you make sure that you give your kids the time and attention they need.
1: Oh man. Um, It's like an emotional conversation, right? Like the, just like my kids are the things I care most about in life. So <clears throat> I I just was referencing the the juggling of the balls. You know, life has different balls that you juggle. Um, my mentor told me a long time ago, he goes, there are, there are balls that while you're juggling, if you miss them, they bounce back up. And there are balls that are made out of glass and they do not bounce. You drop them and mm-hmm. they break. And um, he's like, your family's one of those things. If you're you're constantly dropping the ball with your family, if you're ignoring your family, the balls don't bounce back up. You lose them. You know, um, Stephen Covey talks about how um, life is all about deposits and withdrawals. And, um, you know, you have to keep on depositing, 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 depositing. Good things, pouring into your kids, affirmations, time, quality, quality experiences, all those things, because you're going to fail as a parent and everything. And and those are withdrawals. You're going to lose your temper. You're going to lose your cool. You know, you're going to backlash, whatever it is. And so if you don't have enough deposits, those balls are gonna break. So um, that's how I prioritize my time is what balls are going to break if I drop them, what balls are gonna bounce back. Uh, If I lose a lead for business because I'm spending time with my kids, guess what? Another lead's gonna come through the door. You know, like like that ball will bounce back. Um, If I'm constantly answering the phone, ignoring my children, guess what? That ball's breaking. So that is how I prioritize just thinking about which things are going to last if I, if I mess them up, which things are not.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Intentional Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. If you are someone who is looking to take your life to the next level, accelerate your success and live more intentionally, I would love to help. Head over to JonathanMcGinley.com. To schedule a free call where we can chat about your vision and your goals. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.